Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Wrestling. Well, there were some problems last week, and hopefully there'll be no technical problems this week. As we try it again, we missed a week, which almost never happens. But here we are. And this probably makes more sense timing-wise. We can get in a post-TLC review close to the event and also have some content for, uh, for this Christmas week because I'm heading out of town tomorrow, and frankly, I need an effing break. But... I'd like to uh, start off by saying welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wearing his favorite Bret Hart ugly holiday uh, Christmas sweater. It's Stack Guy Greg. Thank you, Peter. That was a, that was a rousing introduction. Yes, this is this is the season to wear this sweater. It's your favorite. Yeah, I can only bust it out one time a year. So this is this is my favorite holiday sweater. Period. I mean, it's it's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And I'm not just saying that because I love Bret Hart. It really is a, a beautiful garment. It, it is. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful garment. Um, and also joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, just an absolute um, rip hug location. <laughs> I said with all due respect to our listeners in Phoenix. <laughs> Brian Dipperstein. Hello. Uh, sk- skipping a week. That sounds a lot like what I do with wrestling these days. Hello. Let's play this. Uh, that. Ba, 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 ba. Of repressed resentment. And I cash in my money in the bank contract. Cha-ching. And that is what happened. He did cash in his money in the bank this past weekend. We'll get to that. Uh, SGG, anything major to get to outside of the ring? Well, of course, because we missed the week, but we didn't get to talk about um Zeus aka Debo passing away feels like a lifetime ago it does feel like a lifetime ago and in that lifetime we also lost a uh, mean Kevin Green I know I that that happened today now yes so two sort of uh, a Jace wrestling stars one yes. more one more impactful one who lasted much uh longer and one who was more impactful we, we would agree yes. yeah I would agree I would agree with that statement and for those who don't know who's who, Kevin Green lasted much longer. Zeus was more impactful. That is what I was. If there was a, if there were any questions for anybody, that's what I was great. suggesting. Uh, Dip, how long was Kevin Green floating around WCW for? Oh, I, I, I really have no idea. I had to look it up again. I got to be honest. I had to look up who it was. I mean, I knew who it was because I watched everything on the WWE Network. Very yeah, recently. you watched every single event very yeah. recently. Yeah. No disrespect to Kevin Green, but I'd rather talk about Zeus. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about Zeus for a second. A lot of people seem to be really like I, I, his passing reminded you of how big his impact was based on you seeing people react. Like, wow, man, Zeus really. I got to tell you, he, he there was he besides the great Muda entrance in, you know, or like end up like late NWA, early WCW days, the scary, the second scariest thing. I was, you know, when I was when I was when I was a kid was uh, Zeus and like him, you know, at, you know, one one of the superstars tapings wearing the big giant silver, you know, uh, shoulder pads, like just crashing down on Hogan's shoulders with his fists. Mm. I I really believe that Zeus back in the day was unstoppable, (laughs) untetherable. A lot of potential there too, and, and you use the exact right word too. He is easily one of the top 
scariest wrestlers of the late 80s, early 90s. For sure. Easily. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, as a kid, you believed it. And and here's here's what made Zeus. uh, I think here's what sums up his impact. You believed he could beat Hogan. Absolutely. He is one of very few people where you went, is Hogan going to lose to this guy? No one made Hogan have a seizure. After <laughs> a, a seizure bump, more than Zeus. Oh, he was he, earthquake. He was seizing and seizing. A seizing up a storm. He was seizing up a storm. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> he it, it no. He really did. It's funny for a guy who couldn't particularly work and didn't understand the business at all. He was an actor, um, and they just had him play a part. I mean, he he really killed it. Could they have gotten any more out of Zeus than they did? I loved his look, man. I was a big Zeus mark. I was terrified of him. I could barely look at him. <laughs> he was so scary. Yeah, his face. He was. He, he was always looking so angry. I wanted to this, see Zeus wrestle. I'm sorry, I keep talking, but I I wanted to see Zeus in a program with the Warrior. I wanted to see Zeus, you know, in a program with Macho after you know, at, like if Macho when Macho turned back face or. But it just you know his, his run was so short lived, but. A very impactful run it was. And this is a question I have for both of you. Do, you. do you think that if Zeus stuck around just a little bit longer, that he could have been the first black WWE champion instead of The Rock? Wow. I would have loved it. I was a big, I was, I was that, I mean, he encompasses like, you know, just as I always often say, the powers of pain, the time they were in WWF, just like the reason why I love them so much is that is it encompasses you know, such like a perfect time for me in 80, you know, late 88 to early 1990. I mean, when Zeus was there, it, 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 I have the same, it gives me the same feels, you know, that, that period of time when Zeus was, you know, week to week on wrestling. So anyway, he had a, he had a good run. He had a very good run. And I love the, I love the, the story where in the beginning, the Z that was on the, the black Z that was on the side of his head was his hair that he shaved into <laughs> yeah. it. And then eventually it just became paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, I don't, you know what? I, I think right now when I was picturing it, I don't know if I was picturing hair or paint. I think I was picturing hair. It was both. At some point it became unmanageable. He There's had to one paint. thing I know about Zeus in real life. He was a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He was, but he was a great guy, except I will say this, that video that I posted on my Instagram page, <laughs> I, but d- d- by the way, that, that may have been the day I met you. It, it may have been the day I met you. A major day in your life and mine. Yeah, I, it really, because I know it was out West at one of the rock the bells out there and he chokes me out at the end as a joke. And I remember it hurt so bad and I was having to pretend like I was playing along, but I wasn't <laughs> playing along. It just really hurt that bad. I like wanted to look like I was working, but I, I wasn't. It was it shoot hurt. He grabbed like I, I remember it so clearly. It wasn't that I couldn't breathe. It's that he was squeezing my neck so hard. You should have given him, given him like one or two working punches. I know, uh, not working punches. He deserved a receipt. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was legitimate. It was like, oh, Jesus, man, it's a strong man. But you could see how beloved he was in Hollywood too. Um, and of course, he was like, you know, mostly a character actor besides Debo and and Zeus. But those were two iconic characters. Uh, Debo, of course, from Friday. You know, the most memorable name. I mean, Debo's name is more memorable than Smokey. It's the most yeah. memorable name from the movie. Debo is so iconic that his name became a verb. Yeah. I'm going to Debo you. You got Stop Debo. Getting Deboed. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So um, rest in peace to, to Zeus Lister. Um, tiny. He was, uh, he, was a, uh, uh, he was a presence. He was a force. And a great guy. And a great guy. Um, what else outside the ring, SGG? And we also didn't get to congratulate Cody and Brandy. They announced that uh, their family's expanding. Brandy's expecting. 
Gotta and, tell you, uh, gotta tell you, this gimmick's getting a little old in the wrestling business. Yeah. I, I, babies, babies I, are killing the business 100%. I got to tell you, I, I'm congratulated out. Um, Peter, are you and Sam Roberts adopting a child together? Yes, we have to keep up. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Um, but, but no paternity leave. It's not the babies that are killing me. It's, it's this tag team combination of the newborn plus the paternity leave that's about, killing the business. Now, have we been on the air since Becky and Seth had their kid? I don't oh, we- my goodness. Yeah, we have. Congratulations to them. That's what I'm saying. So between Becky, Seth, Moxley, Renee, Cody, Brandy, um, Daniel uh, Bryan popped out for a little bit to go to go be a dad. By the way, you know we have You know what else we haven't discussed is Daniel Bryan's haircut. We've spent no time on Daniel Bryan's haircut. Do we it's have a, an hour? It's a good haircut, just not for him. <laughs> I mean, you know what? He he looks like Dip right now. He looks like <laughs> Dip when he's fresh with his haircut. He does. He does. Dip. Dip has. Let me think his name about Dip's hair. There's two things Dip does with his hair. He either has, and actually, I guess everyone's like this, but I don't know many people as well as I know him. He has the brand new cut where it's too soon, and he doesn't look like Dip. And then he has. It's gone entirely too far, and he looks like he's given up on life. The beard <laughs> yeah. is so thick. The shadow. The hair is so long. And then he has like two weeks in the middle that just prime Dipperstein sweet spot. I know, but by the way, in the, in that prime Dipperstein sweet spot, though, I'm going and going and going. <laughs> you're living so it up. I'm, I'm fitting in as many things as I can in those two weeks. You have to. You have to <laughs> as much as you can. I am micromanaging the haircut. Now I have I have uh, the wonderful uh, Chelsea coming to my house. Oh, uh, Chelsea's coming to the house. You, you have Chelsea coming to the house. She's, oh, Chelsea coming to the house. 100%. Okay. Chelsea's coming to the house. She's coming. She's, 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 she's in the house a thousand percent. She's actually in the house. Sometimes she's out of the house. We're putting wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. Of course. Yeah. Okay. She's mask. She's mask. Of course. But you can't wear a mask while she's cutting your when she trims your beard or anything, can you? You wear a mask. I can't really micromanage and be a lunatic while wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't see my evil, angry facial expression. Right. You have to be able to yell. Hey, by the way, isn't that something? The the people who take the mask down to talk. Do you love that move? Hold on. I can't hear you. What'd you say? And they pull them oh, down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been in Arizona two days already, and I, I, you can't even imagine what's going on here. It's, it's Hold on, well, maskless me, bedlam. Hold on. You want to know maskless? Lawless. You want to know maskless bedlam? Tampa. Out oh. of control. It you was like it makes, it makes Orlando look like the Upper West Side of Manhattan. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Orlando was was. I can I remember all the times I didn't see a mask in Orlando. It was two or three times in five trips in one weekend in Tampa. People were going my the the moment I arrived to Tampa online at the rental car place. The these two women in front of me, one of which looked like she walked fresh out of a Karen's Gone Wild video. Yeah, (laughs) she has the Trump mask around her chin inside. Trump mask around the chin, just just talking inside. And I I listen for a second from 10 feet away to try to hear what she's saying. And at in the one second I hear her, she's complaining about Fauci. It was I was like, oh, this is what we're in for this weekend. Let's take a look at what happens here. And it was it was bedlam. I think it's just as bad here. Honestly, people don't care. The elderly. I saw an old woman with a, a in a in a in a walker today walking down the street in a crowded area. With with no mask, an old woman. It's she doesn't care. She's given up. She's done. I now I will know. say I will say this. I will say this. She's trying to take the easy way out. If you're of a certain age, and you say I'm good, if you go full Ivan Drago, if I die, I die, <laughs> and you're and you're good with it, I'm cool. That's fine. What's the What's the age though? Is it seventy five? Is it well, eighty? Honestly, I guess honestly, it's truly whatever age. If you're truly ready to die, not you're just saying it and infecting other people. No, you legitimately, if you got it, you go. I, I'm. I'm. Ugh, my life has been tremendous. Like for example, if you were ninety, mm-hmm. and the only thing you lived for every week was to go get your cheeseburger and fries at your diner on Mondays. That's what you do. You get your cheeseburger and your fries and the rest of the hill and the rest of the week is a downhill spiral until you go back to getting the cheeseburger again. You're 90. 
Your mm-hmm. kids, your kids are gone. You got nothing. The kids are dead or they just don't visit either one. And <laughs> they might, they might as well be if they don't visit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you, or, or maybe you've seen them enough. Enough is enough already. You've been seeing these kids for 50 <laughs> years. Enough is enough. You might've had the kids at 20. You're 90. The kids are 70. They're old crotchety people themselves. So all you want in life is that burger. And you decide if I die getting my burger every week, I die getting the burger. I actually think I'm okay with that. It's the suffering. Well, yeah, you are, I hope you, you may. Because yeah, that's the thing, because that's that's suffering. the thing. Or do you, you want to sign up for the suffering? If you pull a Trump and you take that risk and then you bolt to like the hospital at the, the first second of a symptom, then it's like you weren't really about that. Life. Right, right. You are. You, you need to just stick this thing up. The fact that it's a, yeah. we don't have to go into this, but you know how I feel. The fact that it's even a partisan conversation is so out of control. And it's it's beyond belief. It's by the way, I, I, I have a, I, last thing on this subject. This is my scorching hot take. I came up with it this week and then we'll move on. I believe if Donald Trump had handled covid completely differently and leaned into it and said, I'm going to take this like ultra seriously and make this my thing. He'd still be president. So that, no, I just been agree. And the other okay. politician. It's a fact. He he would have because the people who are crazy obsessed with him, who act as if they don't believe in covid and they're anti mask. Those people weren't leaving him no matter what he did. They would have yeah. cha- it would have they would have rolled whichever way he rolled. So right. he, so he ended up losing those middle ground Republicans who are like, I don't really like Trump's antics, but I think the country's doing fine. So I'm going to vote for him. He lost those people with covid. He yeah. would have won the election. I agree. He lost. He you lost. Know those people. Here. You know, you're talking to me. I know <laughs> he lost those people by having the country look like the closing frame of last night's pay-per-view. And that's right. That and that is a great segue. SGJ, the closing I frame. Wait of- to fi- I, I want to I want to pick a really big fight about with uh, with TLC tonight. I'm sensing a big. I don't big, know. I don't I know. Don't, if you're going to find the fight. I, I'm I mean, gonna, yeah, I'm going to find the fight. I'll find the fight. Uh, so so let me throw something out there that maybe Dip will take exception to or have something. All right, to say maybe we'll about. get a fight here. Let's see if we can get a fight here. Here, let's see. I feel like last right night's now. pay-per-view was was flawless. Oh, we got two, we got two great TLC matches. You might as well just throw a piece of a piece of big, you know, a dead was, carcass into a shark. That tank. was a flawless pay-per-view. It went it, it escalated. It started off hot and it continued to escalate. And then just when we thought what are they doing here? Why is this match closing the show? We get a flaming RKO and then he sets the fiend on fire. We get we get murder. We Actual. get attempted. Yeah, we get attempted murder with the KO and Roman match, and then we get actual murder. Right, they, they but you rarely see actual Let's... arson murder. Flawless pay per view. So real quick, but Dip, I want to let you respond here. I just want to ask you a question. Do you also believe that last night's pay per view was flawless? <laughs> With eggnog? SGG, are you drinking eggnog? I am. I am. I am. You are. It's eggnog. Let me see. I didn't see it. Where was the eggnog? Oh my god! Egg confirmed eggnog. Oh my god! Wow, the spirit is real. I have never had eggnog in my life. Let You're me joking. tell you something. There is nothing more dangerous for me to drink. Oh yeah, that's true. It well, this is, is this is a. I, I don't like actual eggnog. This is a coconut. Uh, eggnog that's very it's quite tasty and then I was jazzed it up I add more spirits to it wait wait so it, it's coquito basically what you're having kind of coquito jace it's coquito jace so dip you've never had coquito or eggnog I, I might as well open a brand new bottle of Windex just put put it in a glass of ice on the rocks and, <laughs> and add milk <laughs> I mean there is nothing so more good. chemically dangerous for my Jewish stomach than eggnog by the way, that, that's, that's the way they in, in communities where they want to exile the Jews. That's how they find out who's Jewish. They serve eggnog to everyone eggnog. and then watch what happens. By the way, I love eggnog. I think it's a delight. So, Dip, um, suffice it to say you didn't think it was a, quote, flawless pay-per-view. Here's my take on the pay-per-view last night, of which I finished very late. I enjoyed watching it. The matches were, for the most part, good. But again, like usual, 
There is no reason for me to tune into Raw. When with the ratings the way they are, despite me enjoying the pay-per-view, the AJ Drew match was great. The Carmella Sasha match was entertaining. And I'm, you know how I feel about Carmella right now. I think she's on top of her game. I'm, 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 I'm very into Carmella right now. I loved the ending. The murder was fantastic. You enjoyed <laughs> murder. You enjoyed murder. Was murder. Was, I, I thought that match was awesome. Okay. If it were in front of a crowd, it would have been hot. Ha ha. Pun intended. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. But, but, and you know how I feel about the fiend. Love the fiend. But at the end of the day, what did we learn? What were the headlines of the pay-per-view? The Miz cashed in and missed and lost the money in the bank. Uh, by the way, I, that's where I probably have the biggest issues. Which Charlotte, I'm fine with. Charlotte returned. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt was set, was murdered and set on fire by Randy Orton. Those were so the three things that matter. Drew McIntyre uh, winning the title. Hold on. Let me finish. Drew McIntyre. Keep going. Drew McIntyre retaining the title for the 300th time. Who cares? Sasha Banks beating Carmella and not doing something with that and just being winning clean, whatever. Who cares? And ultimately, again, what's going to happen on Raw? I haven't watched it yet, and I will. Here's what will happen. Uh, Carmella will invoke her rematch clause. That's, that's Friday. That's Come Friday. On. Don't be a little. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who ca- I, I see. I don't even. Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte. Uh, I don't, Charlotte will come out and do a mediocre promo that she's back. And, you know, um, I you think know, giving her mediocre is kind. Drew. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. Uh, I don't know. He'll probably face the Miz or he'll probably face AJ in a rematch. I mean, it's just there's no storylines. There's no compelling. Th- th- this reason. is this is oh, absurd. Oh, there is no compelling reason. For me to watch Raw tonight, I don't care what happens on. So Raw. let me get. Let me ask you this: What first question? Yep. Dip. Why do you care about the ratings? The ratings are what they are, right? I don't care. So then, why even say with the ratings being in the tank and that how, like that influences what what you're gonna do? No, it it influences what doesn't influence what I'm gonna do. I okay. didn't say that it did. Okay. It doesn't influence what I'm gonna do. I so we're gonna. I, I don't want so let's the set the ratings aside. Let's set let's set the ratings aside. Then the ratings are what they the are. We watch. Aside. Yeah, is we, Greg, Greg, Greg loves Greg, this you, argument. Greg, you can't. We watch set regardless. We watch regardless. Is is Raw in danger of getting canceled? No, they get more money from advertising than they've ever gotten. The networks still want a minimum two hours per show. The ratings are what they are. I don't know what that means because it doesn't mean that WWE is going to go away, and that's all I care don't about. Say but, that. It, but it does mean that people aren't watching. But I'm watching. Yeah, but I'm I, watching. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's why I don't care. I'm, I'm watching. Dude, you're watching. Greg, dips watching. Here's why I fund. Hold on. Here's why I fundamentally disagree with this argument. We get on here and we mm-hmm. talk about this from the perspective of behind the scenes of the business. If our podcast was only living in kayfabe, then you're right. It makes no difference. But since our podcast is not about kayfabe, it's about the state of the business and what's happening. You cannot ignore that they are at like alarm going off people getting freaking out levels you you can't ignore it and here's what here's why you can here's why you can because okay. the people who aren't watching don't matter you know why because they have no comment we speak for the people who are watching and whether they like it or hate it we speak to them but the first step is being tuned into the product if you don't watch we're not talking to you if you don't watch, we're probably not talking right. about you because we're, we're going to have no one to talk to soon because no one could <laughs> be watching. That's the truth. You I mean, understand, Greg, if WWE ratings go down, cheap heat yeah. ratings. Go oh, down. No, 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 no. Cheap heat ratings that's, are already down. I'll lift the curtain up. Our numbers took a precipitous drop over the last six months. You think it's completely coincidental or people are just like, I'm good. That part you, is true. That part is okay. true. Well, what else that do you need to true. hear, Greg? Yeah, the- that was a good argument. Listen, <laughs> SGG, SGG is the as a viewer, as a viewer though, as a viewer, I really do not care about the ratings. I, I don't. drink I don't. some eggnog. Yeah, he's drinking eggnog up his. No, he's, he's as he's a viewer, eggnog, I don't right. care about the ratings. By the way, SGG is the equivalent. SGG for WWE is the equivalent of the Trump people who still are watching the news to see if the election is going to turn. Uh, I think he, I think he still could win. I think he still might win. That's SGG. 
Aren't we all then? Because we're still here watching. We tune in every Monday, no matter what. We do. Of we're course. super fans. They've lost all millions right. and millions. We shouldn't. Now, now allow me to get back to my original point. Now, okay, yeah. here we go. And by the way, Dip, you so forgot right about the Hurt Business win. And I do think that was cool and, and, could, and makes Raw a little bit cooler. Right. Okay. That's what I was going to say. You, you watched Randy Orton burn Bray Wyatt alive. You watched the Hurt Business get almost all of the gold. You watch John Morrison cash in the Money in the Bank contract, not the Miz, John Morrison, and you don't see it. You don't say, "I wonder what's going to happen next week." None of that hooked you into to nope. seeing what's going to happen on Raw. No. On top of great matches from everybody, no Raw and SmackDown. You if watch all, Roman Reigns all, destroy okay. Kevin Owens, and that doesn't make you curious at least about what the Tribal Chief is going to do. Let me know on SmackDown. That let was me, probably your worst. Let argument. me know when you're ready for a rebuttal. Okay, yeah, that that la the last one was probably your worst argument. The KO Roman story to me has done very little it's to a make filler. It's a nothing. Let me, and, let me and it's it's been over for weeks. I mean, all Roman. I mean, listen, Irish. I'm I'm enjoying Roman building his dominance. I'm I'm cool with that. But they had him destroyed before the pay per view even happened. There was there was not even an ounce of thought on whether or not Kevin Owens could win that match. Not even an. Well, ounce. here's the problem. Here's the problem with that because. They're trying to build Kevin Owens up, right? As this, like, now, I, don't, I almost want to say Cena-esque, right? He's not going to give up. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to keep pushing on. Yeah. So, yes, they they destroyed him on Friday. I wouldn't have two shown Fridays up on row. Sunday. That's two Fridays in a row. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have shown up on Sunday. You probably wouldn't have shown up on Sunday. Maybe, maybe Dip has a little bit more heart than me. I don't know. But Kevin Owens, not only did he show up on Sunday, he went into it and fought basically a handicap match and almost won. I think even without pulling the championship down, the amount of heart that he showed in that ladder match, which was probably one of the best TLC matches ever. It's, it's easily top five. I so think it was incredible. You care, now, you care now about what's going to happen to KO next? Well, they have a steel cage match on Friday. So, yes, I am interested to see how this well, Kevin Owens, who, who doesn't give up, fights clean and just fights hard, is going to do against Roman Reigns when he's locked into a steel cage and allegedly Jey Uso can't get in. Now we all know that when was Jay that might next? find a way uh, today. Who cares? You're that cons you want to see how he does in the let me tell you, he's going to lose. Okay. That's what's going to happen. There there's no storyline. What's the story? The story is Kevin Owens trying to get his hands on the Universal Championship while That's fighting not a story. Roman Reigns. That Everyone's trying to get their hands on the Universal Championship. That is a story. That's when you have the title. That's all the story that you need. That there's a contender but who's motivated so enough to get amused. it. Kevin I, Owens I, I is a prize fight. Kevin Owens is a prize fighter. He's been saying that since the day that he showed up on WWE. Roman has the prize. He's a prize fighter fighting to put food on his family's table. Roman sees that title as how he feeds his family. They're both fighting for the same thing, but their methods of going about it. It's completely different. They're motivated was, by the same was, thing. If this was the story between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, you'd rip it to shreds. You'd rip it to shreds. You'd exactly. say it's garbage. You'd say it's okay, pure garbage. It's not. It's it's not. It's Hold not on, though. Me, All right, keep going. Did what's your point? Let's we'll, we'll, we can fight on this more. Yeah, let's fight about this one. The hurt business situation. Okay. This is what this is what would make me care about the hurt business winning the tag team championships. Okay. If Kofi Kingston screwed up and hit Xavier Woods in the face, and Xavier Woods was like. What the hell was that, Kofi Kingston? How come you don't have my back tonight? And all of a sudden, they got into an argument, and the Hurt Business approached Xavier Woods backstage and said, Kofi doesn't have your back. And for the next three weeks, they teased Xavier Woods maybe joining the Hurt Business. That would be interesting to me. But instead, so here's what you're missing. One, oh, we're going to get another chance at it. Here's what you're missing. Here's what you're missing while you're looking for that storyline that's been done and is not going to happen. because Never been done. Never been done. It's not going to happen because the New Day doesn't need it. Cedric Alexander. Now. What do you mean they don't need it? They, what is that? This, this, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. The New Day is not breaking up, and they're not going to break up like that. They already it's not did. Happening. Who cares? Do you like the New this Day is what, as much as you did what you're missing. I don't. This is what you're missing while you're waiting for that. Cedric Alexander is becoming increasingly more cocky, increasingly more mouthy. He's stepping out of line. He stepped out of line last week. He stepped out of line last night. He tagged himself in. They won the championships, but eventually Cedric Alexander becoming more and more of a glory hound is going to come back to bite him in the ass. He's going to be the first person to get kicked out of the hurt business because he's going to cost them the one thing that they've been motivated by this whole time. 
the gold, which is going to cost them that championship bonus, which is going to cost them money, and it's going to be bad for business. That's the storyline playing out right before your eyes. While you're Greg, that, that, that's slow and not enough. I, I, I can barely even notice that's happening. I, I hate to tell you this. I hate to tell you this, but they're in a holding pattern until April. Okay, that's not good. That's that's a long time from now, and they've been and they've been in a holding pattern since before I'm, this. I'm sorry, but they tell they have to get through 12 months worth of stories. Did, they have to. Oh, right. you, you, so you just crazy. decided. So you just all out punted. You're just like you're just taking a knee. That you went from arguing it was good to then being like you it know was what? good. It I'm, was I'm good. Then the ball going home. It was good. They're developing this story. This is the stage they're at with it. This is a long. This is a long, drawn out thing. You you ask for long term booking, but you complain why, about it. In on, the first we were going to while 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 they keep dragging out Cedric Alexander, they're losing a hundred thousand people a week. <laughs> yeah, but I'm watching. I'm it's watching. crazy. But 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 SGG, it's great that you're watching. There, but these numbers are literally the absolute lowest ever. Ever since 1993. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel invested in that. I'm not happy about it. Like it's I, I'm it will flying, become it is a problem. I'm flying Trust through me. COVID to go work. I want to go down there and make an impact and get people to watch these shows and then put on a show that's good. Everyone wants to work and do something and make it good. Well, they saying, they are putting on shows that's good. People aren't watching. Listen, and I listen. No, no, but you're the thing. It Some is a problem, but good, it's not my problem. You, no, no, but you it are the problem. problem. It's not you my actually problem. are the problem. It's not my that problem. Attitude is actually the problem. This attitude exists and it's fed to people, and they're like, see, we are good. No, we need more. We so need on. more. Are we not talking about last night? Last night was not good. No, last night had good things. It was not Thank full, you. Because guess it, it, get, it was good. And 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 this I is, have this no is, reason to is, watch Raw tonight. I don't care what happens. This is the this is the issue, right? Because you get here, we you're sitting here and acting like I don't criticize WWE. We come in here, we criticize WWE every week when it's warranted. If we're talking about the pay per view last night that gets us to tonight and what's happening in the Rumble and down the road, I don't see a criticism based on last night. But that, I don't see one. So that's where the argument is. The idea I don't that you see one. The because, idea that you and, came and in, you, you didn't go, on, no, no, you didn't say on. it was a solid pay-per-view. You said and it was on. a flawless paper. Because that I think on. it was. And hold on. And now you taking that to extrapolate it out and make it seem like I gloss over everything. Like you're not on the other end of the call when we together criticize WWE for dropping the ball is absurd. SGG, you're an apologist. You're the contortion. Every listener it's knows absurd. it. There's a reason it's why we absurd. say it. It's not absurd. You said flawless. You came out and yes, said and I agree. Flawless. And that's how well, I feel. So 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 then where do you put that if we were to find a prime attitude era pay-per-view stacked top to bottom, which, by the way, it's weird during the attitude era. It doesn't feel like they took off four months. It felt like every week for 52 weeks. It was watch it back. Watch I, it again. That's all I'll I watch. watch. It back. That's all I watch. I watch this time of year. I, I follow along with the same time of year in a different year. You watch 1999 this season. You're not going, well, they're just biding time till WrestleMania. It's exciting every back. night. It's not, it's not. I'm not saying they're not. Listen, dips on the other side. I acknowledge that I'm not where dip is either. Of course, there are good things. And last night was a really solid pay-per-view. The yeah, problem is actually we've gotten on this podcast now time and time again. And even Dipperstein has loved the pay-per-views. The problem isn't the pay-per-views. The real problem is the TV. And so to Dip's point, they didn't do anything in this good pay-per-view, or not enough, he feels, to send you back to TV. Which right now is that point. Do you agree with that point? That they didn't do enough during this pay-per-view to send you to the TV? I I did not think. Because I disagree. So so what what did you think was going to open the show tonight? Because after a big pay-per-view, you know what seg one is on Raw. What What did you think it would be? I think they had options. I think they had the return of Charlotte was a solid option. The Miz money in the bank debacle was a, was a good option. And then Randy Orton and the Fiend, they had good options. Every one of those matches left you with a good option for what will open the show. I probably would have had Randy Orton come out for seg one. But guess what? It's a three-hour show. It's How a three-hour show. And now they have three options to what they can go with. So now they have an option for the 8 o'clock hour, the 9 o'clock hour, and the 10 o'clock hour. And, 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 and on those options, pale to the glory days of this company. They set a man on fire last night. Oh, what are we talking about here? And, and, and by the way, that's, that, that's not all. It was what, a great that, stunt. I enjoy. I thought it was totally entertaining. I love the match. I love the fiend. But all I, of that was awesome, but it's not the, the paper. I'm not like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens on raw. 
Come yeah, on. Yeah, what, what's the I've never I haven't understood the fiend. The fiend Randy story to me has been I've they been have nothing else. They can't. There's nothing else for them to do. So they had to go back to that. What also what do you do after you set a man on fire? I don't know. There's no if if we go on tonight and his character evolves into something different or there's some major thing with the fiend and it's awesome. I'm down. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Even even that they take him getting burned and then evolve the character like something happened from that. Yes. If that yes. If him being burned sends him into a tailspin and him and Alexa Bliss have some kind of renaissance and they becomes and they they morph into some different character and he's a new fiend and a like a you know a fiend of jace type thing that's really exciting awesome i am so down for that i can't wait oh but, wow it's almost like they can tell a story based on what they did last night i'm <laughs> saying if that happens i'm, I'm <laughs> or will they or will they will they will they, will they, they i don't it. know but they can dude the fact of the matter is i was entertained by by last night i enjoyed watching it it was a good pay-per-view very good i might say peter did i not text you several times you, to did, say, you did that match was great they burned the house down aj the aj match was awesome i loved it it was entertainment from beginning to end it was violent and it was and awesome okay maybe match of the year but at but the you manufacture an issue then because if they had an awesome pay-per-view a paper what's there's the no storyline to go along with the match yeah that member sg because that's i'll say this that's my issue with AEW. I always enjoy their pay-per-views, but week to week, the TV's gotten weak. Their pay-per-views, by the time you get to pay-per-view, they have eight matches that all sound great. And I'm always like, wait, what, is they, what have they been doing the last six weeks? I've barely wanted to watch. So it, it is easy to get a good, it's easier to pull a good pay-per-view once a month than it is to make TV feel important twice a week. And at the beginning of Roman, I really felt I needed to see what was happening and the Roman J Uso story. I was really locked in. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel even though, and I don't think this KO's fault. KO's done a fine job. I don't think that story has made me want to tune in and see what's happening. I've never believed KO could stand a chance against Roman Reigns. That's the problem with that's the problem though. That is fundamentally the problem is that Roman is just so dominant. Yes. Such a monster that you, you're not watching to see how anyone beats him you're watching to see how he thrashes somebody which and, and I becomes didn't care about him more of a monster KO. right and i didn't care about that with regard to ko i cared about it with jay uso Agreed. i would care i would care about it if jimmy uso comes back and it was another family member like but him and ko felt so random i just didn't care yeah. so it's they both did a good job like when he beat when Roman beat KO's ass on TV last week and then talked <laughs> to his family on camera, it was yeah. awesome. that was an old school, great looking beat down. Like I, I loved it. I just the story didn't grab me. By the way, they are doing and, something sort of cool with bliss on TV right now. And with KO, I think I think that that's just, I guess, where we diverge. Right. Because knowing how much he's always talked about wrestling for his family and how his parents supported his dream and how he has kids now. And he said, he says the same thing that Roman says about his family in terms of using wrestling to feed them and how this is all he has, but it's just KO and knowing that he's the only one fighting this fight for his family, going up against basically a dynasty. There's no believable way that a guy in gym shorts and cut off sleeve shirts is going to bring down a dynasty. No, but I know that he's fighting with fighting with his heart. And so for me, that was enough to pull me in. Okay. Yeah, you know I, I just, God so, bless. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Dip on that one. I, I mean, I don't, I don't care at all about. I mean, I, I care about Roman Reigns, and I like what, what's going on with him. But the Kevin Owens story was non-existent to me. I could skip it. I could see the pay per view and have and and see the package at the end of the four weeks of the crap, and then say, oh, look what happened. Oh, they, they, they threatened each other a few times. I mean, it, there's no. Oh, it was more than threats. If you, if you thought it was just threats, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was, it was just it was, a month it was, long. It was a month beating. Is what it was. Um, so, Dip, you also feel that uh, Carmella should have won the title. Absolutely. No question. Mm. I don't need Sasha Banks to now have every. I just I just want here. I just want something unexpected to happen. I didn't expect the man to die last night. <laughs> See, I, I, didn't, right. I didn't. That's fair. Stack I Greg got murder. You didn't think you were going to get murder. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you what, my one problem with the murder? What's that? 
So the show, the biggest issue, in my opinion, with WWE TV right now is that it doesn't feel like it's geared towards adults. The reason the Attitude Era felt really cool, and uh, 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 this is this was echoed to me by someone who I'm uh, close with, who said that when she watched this, it, the Attitude Era, she was like, it felt so cool. It's like I wasn't supposed to be watching it. It was like Stone Cold was such a badass. And so, she, you know, she was whatever, 12 years old and was like, what is this? I want to watch this now. So many of the stories feel like they're spoon fed to kids that you lose adults and tweens aren't into it because it doesn't feel cool. It feels like it's being fed to them. Flip side of that coin, it feels like it's being fed to kids and then they burn a man alive. Yeah. Like, where are we? What exactly are we aiming towards? And I think that the I think that the problem there is that WWE is just. They've gotten to this point where they're sort of too big to fail, but they've also gotten to the point where they have too many masters to please. Because when we were growing up in the 80s, it wasn't heavy on like the like it was it was sort of like this, but there wasn't that much adult stuff to it because like they were going for the kids 100 percent. And then we we grew with them to the point of the attitude era when we were ready to curse and talk about the raunchy stuff and all that. They did that with us. And then. I don't know if they're trying to tell us that this is what we're supposed to be like adulting or or I don't know what's happening now, but it feels like they're trying to serve the kids at the same time, serve the adults and serve these different demographics that they just can't all the time. Cause like the goofy stuff sprinkled in with the serious stuff. Doesn't, it doesn't work. I got to sort of pick something. There's a, um, I was on my drive to Arizona. There was a, um, I listened to a couple of Pritchard podcasts and a a few that they've done recently were Saturday night's main event from, um, there was one from July. They did a podcast about one from late July, 1990 and one from, um, end of October, 1990, two different podcasts. And on one of them, I forget which one, I think it was the, the later one, you know, it, it was fascinating to hear Pritchard talk about how, business immediately after warrior beat Hogan for the title at WrestleMania on April 3rd, Wrestle, uh, 1990 in Toronto at WrestleMania six, what happened to house show numbers and what, how, how the, the decline in viewership and um, a, a, a house show attendance was, and it is really, if you have not heard it, it was, you know, it's really a fascinating podcast. And it talks about how when you transitioned Warrior, when Hogan sort of went to go shoot Suburban Commando and um, after Warrior beat him, and then you transitioned from Warrior to Savage, then Hogan comes back, you have Tugboat in the mix, and then Hogan feuds with Earthquake. That transition from um, Hogan Golden Era passing the torch to Warrior was a shocking and steep and dangerous decline for them in late 1990, early 1991. And, you know, it it just, I don't, you know, it's just a, it's just sort of a non sequitur, but we're talking about ratings decline and just, it it was just a very, very interesting thing. Well, it's interesting to bring it up. It was to to, to the the powers that be at WWF at the time, you know, they, they couldn't, they couldn't believe why Hogan was just not over anymore when he came back and, and why warrior wasn't drawing the numbers as, you know, as champion where that, that macho did only two years before. And that Hogan did in 1980, uh, in, in early 1990. And it's just a really fascinating listen, if you haven't heard it. And it's really the prime of, of my fandom. Well, by the way, that's really funny too, because I have not heard that. And it's great. I did an interview. Um, I, I, I did some interviews for a warrior doc that's coming out. And, and during the doc, I, I, real, I realized a few things as I was talking. And one of them was how much I realized the warrior story in terms of being glorious ended when, when he beat Hogan. I got to tell you, I have a crazy yeah. theory about this. 
It's it's it. But you agree. It starts from him the moment he showed up and crescendos when he wins the title. Yes, he had good matches with Rick Rude, but it was not the same after he had the strap. It was never the same. It was always no. a build to that. I got to tell you, I have a I have a ridiculous, crazy Dipperstein theory. Please. And I think it's because he dyed his hair. <laughs> I know you think his look changed to a degree where he wasn't as colorful every week. They they dyed his hair to like tease it into a different shape. They they got rid of the crazy colors that were different every week, and they you know just put the warrior symbol on his cheek. They they lessened his look to make him more human. And they do talk about this in the podcast on the Pritchard podcast, but I am, I am people viewed warrior a certain way. He was exciting and colorful and his aesthetic was so intense. And I got to tell you, macho man's aesthetic at that time, you know how much we all love the way that macho King looked and early 90. And then in 91, his look became repug. His his look changed. He his started look wearing pants and, the and pants, and the pants and the whole and the neon. The pants. I didn't mind the, the pants. It was the bodysuit that I didn't. The bodysuit body and, was and war, warrior. You're right. Bodysuit. Warriors, you know, hair changed and his look became different and more human. But this and this this segues into a, another thought that I had about a warrior. It's aesthetics. It tells but you how I, much aesthetics matter. I don't know though, because he was. We, we were talking in the for the thing about. Warriors run and how short it was and how much of it has to do with who he was as a guy and the things that he did. I just think the warrior character was destined to be short. It's it's just what that character was. It was that gimmick can only last so long. The excitement wears off under that love under the excitement. There was dip. You loved it when you were five. There was nothing there after you got past it. <laughs> I mean, he made Hogan seem like a complex character. Like, he just didn't have a lot to him. Um, you know, it's, it's so funny. They talk about this, too. And I always felt the way that they were talking about this on this Pritchard podcast is the way I always felt. The Warrior was not a great wrestler, obviously. But it, and, and by the way, I still feel like this to this day. I, I, this is what I talk about every week on the podcast. The matches themselves, they matter. But to me, it's about the story and the aesthetics of it and the pageantry and, and Warrior was like they talk about how he was always moving and even though he didn't sell you yeah, know stuff, I've, I've even heard, the tassels were moving and his legs are always moving and everything was always moving and it just felt I've exciting and it felt that. great yeah it's kinda, it was just anyway but but um i do think that the aesthetics of everything really changed the way even hogan in 91 looks so different as compared to how he did in 90 physically his arms his chest his but, hair but, but but I think it I think I, it matters. I do. I, I really it, do. it matters. I agree it matters, but people get sick of things. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I know, of course. Like, but, but Earthquake was not a compelling foe. Sergeant Slaughter was not a compelling oh, no. foe. Everything that came after that, you know, had all the makings of 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 failure. And even though it was a great era and you know, whatever, they also talk about LOD, WWF fans felt and I felt this way too and I loved LOD I was animal for for when I was you know five years old for Halloween I always felt even back then living in kayfabe that and, and I I always watched the old WCW and NWA tapes but I always thought that LOD was a ripoff of demolition when of course it was the other way around <laughs> but that's how I felt when I was younger and so to me, I was way more compelled to watch demolition matches than I was to watch LOD matches. Well, you were young. You were allowed to think that. You were, they, that you were impressionable. I still get they, the same feeling. They took advantage of you. Yeah, they really did. I <laughs> get the same feeling. Did you also think the Road Warriors ripped off the name from, uh, from Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, no. I, but I didn't know <laughs> what a Road Warriors were back then. You know, I didn't know. You know. Well, I, I, the, the, la the last thing that I found interesting uh, in my conversation about Warrior was... We spent a I, the part I really wanted to talk about was SummerSlam '88, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And and him winning the title from Honky Tonk Man. Never and seen I, a pop like that. So I, I and that's the point. I realized as I was saying it that if you look a year earlier, 
arguably the greatest wrestling match of all time. It's probably my favorite wrestling match of all time. Savage Steamboat for the IC title, the same title. They put on a masterful clinic of wrestling. 29 seconds between Warrior and Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man never even gets his gear off. The electricity is so much higher for that match than Savage Steamboat. And that's that goes back to what I was saying about WWE trying to serve too many masters all the time. Is that like, like you said, it's the same title. Some of these matches that are talking about as iconic, greatest of all time, but it's just one was geared towards purists, and then one was just to pop the crowd, get and, in, get out, good dip's night. Point, but to Dip's point, it was set up in a way where when Warriors music hit as the unannounced opponent, mm-hmm. it was shocking. And it was, oh, my God, the second the music hit, you knew he was winning. The match was a foregone conclusion. The second Warriors music hit, you're basically celebrating his title win because there was no chance Warrior was losing to Honky Tonk Man. It wasn't happening. So, yeah, it was cool that Charlotte came back last night, but that was pretty telegraphed if you'd really thought through what the options were for last night. But if we didn't have the internet, it would have been exciting. Uh, I agree it was telegraphed, too. Um, it's just because she's they, been gone more than anything. They man. tried to swerve it with Mandy saving her last week. But, I mean, we all we all sort of knew it was Charlotte, especially right before Charlotte, right before Oscar announces who her partner is. Tom Phillips says, you know, um, Nia Jax has made a lot of enemies. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And it's like, oh, okay, then it's definitely going to be Charlotte because all the other enemies they made, they just took out. It, was, it really was just Lana. They bullied Lana. Lana been taking out. Who's the other enemy they made? Charlotte. What are they going to do? With, what, are, what are they going to do with Lana? By the way, Lana's now like actually garnered interest. People care Great about question. Lana now. Great question. Yeah, so, Lana. Look, Lana should have been. Now. Lana should have been in that match. Lana should be one half of the the Raw Tag Team Champions because, like you said, I care about Lana way, way more than I did. Why wasn't it reverse? Why wasn't Oscar taken out? And Lana's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then Charlotte shows up and they win the title together. Like, I got to tell you, that's a great, I, I, that would have been great. La- that Lana, been great. Lana needs a push, a real push. She's, she's compelling. And people. not into a table, not a, a push. Yeah, not into a table. To the, not into a table. I got to tell you, I, I can't believe Shayna. I mean, I. Shayna Baszler, I was so excited for her to debut because I had come, I had, I had come such a long way becoming a fan of hers in NXT that like I'm just like, I, 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 it's hard to watch her like do promos and. Oh. They have not, well, they just have not handled her character well. They have not oh, protected her. So at bad. Anyway, I'm a big fan. I, I like her. I hope they. Can I like her too. Her. She's awesome, but you know, it's just. Oh man! Oh oh boy! Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Our truth called me Michael K yesterday, which is just Yeah. Did you did you tell Michael K? Has Michael Twitter K been made aware? Twitter told him. <laughs> he's been he's been made aware. This this How does guy he not know who you are already. I mean, our truth, you guys are you guys have a have have some some you know I, we we've tech- friendship in, in in some friendship, J- friendship with Jays. Friendship with Jays. Yeah. We text this is why you need to take that belt off of him. That's what I'm saying. Well, one, of these, one of these days, he's going to forget my name, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make him remember my name. I'm going to hit him upside the head with something and roll him up. Mm-hmm. Etch that name right in the history books between R-Truth and R-Truth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. R-Truth, Rosenberg, <laughs> R-Truth. I, I tell you, he looks great. i got to be honest. He's, 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 he's in some of the best shape of all time. There's no um, doubt about that. Um, I'm trying to think. Was there anything major we didn't hit yesterday? We 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 all agreed the uh, the the Drew match was compelling. Oh, by the way, uh, I loved the chair spot to almost last night. Oh yeah, yeah. good. The the Same. gimmick chair break He's almost mage. He is, and by the he way, is. he talks tonight, Dip. Oh, th- sorry. Thanks, Chick Foley. So oh, so do it. Let's have this out, Dip. We have we dip has to cut a promo on Chick Foley, oh, our, no. our most beloved listener who dip actually unfollowed yesterday. This is really. Whoa. Yeah, that's this right. is what happened. Say, I have and, I, and I'm the one that's unhinged. Yeah, I, good point. 
I have such strong affection for Chick Foley. She's mage of the highest level. But when I turn on Instagram, having a three to four hour lag time in me watching a pay-per-view and I see the results of every single match, the moment they happen, it makes me very upset. (laughs) (laughs) And so as a result, punishment must occur and an unfollow had to happen. Is is that not a bit of a self-inflicted wound though? You got to stay off socials if you don't want to spoil it. You got to. There's no respect on social media. None for you, none for me. Nobody gets respect on social media. People need to respect spoilers in wrestling on social media. Stop yourself. And that is a fact of life. Is it a a spoiler if it's happened, though? Isn't a spoiler supposed to be like before it happens, they tell you what happens? Oh, well... I mean, with you know what? There's a, there needs to be. Let me tell you, because the, 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 the problem is that wrestling Twitter and wrestling Instagram, there's a conversation going. I don't have Twitter so for that reason. I do not have Twitter. To pause, to pause the conversation so that you can catch up. I don't have a Twitter for that exact reason. <laughs> I don't have Twitter. You're because I don't want to see wrestling spoilers. So, are you following so, WWE on Instagram? No. Are you nuts? What are you, nuts? <laughs> he knows they're not to be trusted. I'm like Larry David on the ski lift. What are you, nuts? <laughs> what happened? What happened to Larry David on the ski lift again? You know, it was uh, it was, you know, getting he was with uh, he was with the the guy from the from the um, the kidney consortium's daughter. And he couldn't be on the ski lift with her after sundown. And he'd only, you know, he offered her edible underwear. He was starving and. She said, we can't be together, a man and a woman. After sundown, someone's going to have to jump. And he looked down and he said, what are you, nuts? <laughs> and, uh, you know. And she jumped, right? She did. Spoiler. Richard Lewis didn't get his kidney. There it is. That's, and that's a spoiler. SGG, do you happen to have... Uh... Hold on, hold on. And I'm not saying that I... I can't refollow Chick Foley. I don't I love you can do whatever Chick-fil-A. you like. You I love like. Chick Foley. Chick Foley, I love you. It's too I, I'm just saying risk. it's a self-inflicted wound. I can't uh, risk spoilers right after the match. I, I, got, I, I'm, not, I'm a busy man. I can't be watching live every time. I can't risk this. You got to stay off of social if you don't want a spoiler. I should be able to go on social and not have people tell me the, the result of a match. I shouldn't see... The fiend burning alive until I choose to see the fiend burning alive. Oh God! You need, di- you need dipstagram then. You need you need something where you can control. No, I I actually do agree. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that. I understand why it's annoying to you, but Greg's right. You just can't go on. And with and with and with that and with that, you gotta I'll stop yourself. You think you know people in this black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. Shane number three. I I I wonder. Feel like I know. I feel like I know where we're gonna go this week. Let's see. Oh, you give your predictions and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you do the the Chad Gaspard, Black Power rankings. See if you think you know where I'm gonna go. Now remember, we didn't get to do so. It's like two weeks of wrestling that we got to cover oh, here. Well, two weeks of wrestling. I know that the Hurt business will be on the Chad Gaspard uh, Black Power rankings. That's right. That is right. I believe Sasha Banks will be on the Chad Gaspard Black Power rankings. She should be. She should be. She's not. You forgot her, didn't you? She's. I didn't forget her. There's some. There's some. There's some other people that I'm a little bit more excited about. Zeus. Oh, Zeus is not on the Black Power ranks. The Shad Gaspar Black Power. Sad. All right, forget SGG. I don't know. Then go ahead. In the number three, I'm gonna give it to Malcolm Bivens of NXT, which I know I'm the only one who watches NXT here. No, I watch but NXT. He, I watch NXT. He popped. He popped up on the last week's episode of NXT to console the gentleman who had just lost a match to Tommaso Ciampa. And I, I just got incredibly excited. I've been waiting forever for Malcolm Bivens to pop up on NXT. Last time we saw him, he was with a tag team. And I don't know what happened to that, but I'm hoping that this is not another false start because Malcolm Bivens is incredible. 
He is very phenomenal on the microphone. I think as a manager, he has the potential to be the next great wrestling manager. So they just got to let him go. So Malcolm Bivens popping up on NXT. Coming in number three. In at number right. two. Here we go. I'm going to give it to Leo Rush. Okay. Apologies in advance. This is not for any of his in-ring work, although he's back. He claimed he was retiring, but he's back. He was in New Japan, competed in the Super J Cup. But this is to Leo Rush for being the king of Wednesday nights in wrestling. He's not an AEW. He's not an NXT. But his show, The Challenge, is the number one show and Wednesday nights in all of television. And that is to be respected, especially when he's playing such a pivotal role this season on the challenge. Like he's going head to head challenging veterans. He told one dude, I flip guys like you for a living. This guy is five times the size. He doesn't care. I don't give a damn. No one knows what you're saying or what the show. Everyone, everyone watches the challenge is the number one show on Wednesday nights. Weren't we just talking ratings earlier? You know, people aren't watching wrestling, He's but getting people so are, testy, people are watching so the challenge right now. And in at number one, in at number one. Yeah. But, but, it's, okay. Go ahead. It's the Hurt Business. All right. There you go. Thank you. Bobby Lashley. Active United professional States wrestlers. Champion. I appreciate you putting active professional wrestlers at the top. Leo Rush is active. Leo Rush is active. He's just on the challenge, but he He's is a active. He's a great guy. He is a great love, guy. By the way, I love Leo Rush. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. King of Wednesday nights. But we're talking about number one now. Let's go into the Hurt Business. And, and honestly, who else could it go to? New tag team champions. They got the United States champion. They have a vice grip on almost all the gold in WWE. And I wouldn't mind if MVP, you know, completed the set with a WWE championship. Nothing would make me happier. Me too. Not you know the vibes. Now, you know the Three vibes. Three-fourths of the way there. They're almost there. Oh, oh, you know what? And, and actually, that was a fantastic Chad Gaspard, Black Power Rankings. And also, it should be mentioned that Shelton Benjamin immediately went out and saw Shad Gaspard's son to celebrate with that championship. He dedicated the title uh, to Shad Gaspard. So awesome. That's amazing. By the way, what the hell were they doing with that eight-man tag on the kickoff? It was a repug. Why was Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Big E in an eight-man tag on the kickoff show? I don't know. Listen, I said the paper. Sammy Zane and Biggie. Big E is jobber at Jace right now. No, absolutely not. He's going to be the Intercontinental Champion in five days. I hope so. Probably, but the thing, no, no, they, him and Sami Zayn got both got treated like a jobber that day. So Sami Zayn <laughs> and Big E were two of the most exciting talents in the company. People think really could like do something incredible right now. Wait, we're just can throwing I say something, tag. Greg. I think you you need like honorable mention for the sommelier. <laughs> what's who is, oh, who is the small yet? I'm a big fan. I don't, I don't know. He's a great guy. Who is the small yet? Can I, I don't know. You, I've never uh, seen it before, but Reggie does deserve an honorable mention. He's bumping like a maniac for Sasha Banks. I got to tell you, uh, Peter. I look. I, I know a lot of listeners. You know, not may, may not know this, but I know that you are. You know, good friends with Corey Graves. Yes, and I'm true. wondering. I have. I'm with my family for the holidays, and I'm looking for a nice Beaujolais. And perhaps you could ask Corey to ask Carmella uh, to ask the sommelier. Sommelier, what I should be buying? That's a great. By the way, that, <laughs> by the way is there anything maybe local in Phoenix or Scottsdale that uh, the sommelier might be able to? I got to tell you, the sommelier is a great gimmick. I'm like in, in, general, in general, that is very very funny. At the no, very yeah. least, he could find your concierge that could take care of everything. Right. He is a concierge. That's what a sommelier is. He's a yeah. concierge for wine. Well, <laughs> sommelier is concierge or Jay is confirmed. Concierge confirmed concierge or Jay. Yeah, that's I, 100%. That's a per- perfectly accurate statement. You know the vibes. I, I, you know the vibes. I should have. And by, but by the way, I will say one thing. <laughs> on. if, if, you find, if you find the right bottle of wine, it, would you be willing to drop many raccoons? I would spend raccoons after raccoons on the nice wine. Okay. I, I want to make sure that this wine hits different. You know what I'm saying? You know the vibes. I'll spend as many raccoons as I have to to make sure that this <laughs> wine hits different. You know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're, we're not going to get to any emails, it looks like. And there were a bunch of emails. Flawless podcast to follow up a flawless pay per view. 
Uh, you know what? Oh. It was a flawless podcast, although oh we should come back on next week. We're going to everyone have a wonderful Christmas. And next week, which will be what? When's New Year's Eve? Oh, we could do a year. Uh, we could do emails and do a year end wrap up, maybe like right around the 30th, 31st. How about that? Love it. Give us a little break for the next week. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking some thoughts. So if you want to get in emails of, about everything from today and for the end of the year podcast, the Heedy Awards, we haven't done Heedy's in quite some time. Yeah, the Magies have been on oh, the Magies. I don't remember the name of them. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time since we've done the Magies and the Slammies are this week. So maybe we'll do the Magies next week. Rosenberg beats at Gmail dot com. And if you enjoy babbling about nothing, make sure you subscribe to one Ep is dead, which is which is back. It's dead, but alive and well. And welcome I, back. Thank you. I got to tell you, it's been it's actually it's the most I've enjoyed it in a long, long time. Uh, I'd like you guys to do me a favor, though, as Drew McIntyre comes out with his sword that he's going to make have sex with the ramp in moments. <laughs> Hold on. Wait for it. Penetration into the ground. Flames emerge. Guys, do me a favor. Over this holiday season, I'd like you both and all of our listeners to take it easy. Yeah. Stay mage. Also, if, yeah, if you're, feeling, if you're feeling up to it, you should stay mage as well. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Uh, oh, and of course, get some Coquito, perhaps, and enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know the vibes. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the at this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.